This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 195-inch. On this episode, we pick up where we left off last episode and conclude our interview with ludicrous Lori McMillan. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 195 inch. Well, hello, and welcome to you too, Dave. Before we get into the news in this episode's interview, we've got to tell you about something that popped up in our official Facebook group over at group.2000inch.com. Oh, yeah, this is really exciting. Our friend and listener, Robert Kyle. Inspired by our recent Weird the Al Yankovic story story series, visited the location of the base camp parking lot that we mentioned in Chapter 6. As it turns out, over a year later, our We Hate Intern Frank sticker is still stuck right where we left it. That is so awesome. That is pretty stinking majestic. Very fun update. Thanks for finding that, Robert. The people of Hollywood must also hate Intern Frank as much as we do for keeping that sticker stuck for so long. Thank you to the people of Hollywood. All right, and with that great news, let's check out what's happening in Weird Al related news. At long last, the vinyl release of Weird the Al Yankovic Story soundtrack is officially upon us this Friday, May 19th. The standard edition is pressed on hot pink vinyl, and Barnes and & Barnes and & Noble have an exclusive glow-in-the-dark version as well. Some lucky fans have even already started to receive their copies early, like me! It's pretty stinking majestic. Be sure to act quick! This release seems to be fairly limited, and you will definitely want them for your Weird Al collection. Now, we have extensively gone through the Australian Weird the Al Yankovic Story 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and wanted to report on everything that we learned. First off, the movie looks pretty stinking majestic in glorious 4K, and it is always great to see Ethan and myself in a Weird Al movie, regardless of the K. <laughs> and secondly, if you don't have a way to watch this release, you aren't missing anything exclusive. The special features are limited to Weird Al's intro that was shot at Carnegie Hall, the theatrical trailer, and the behind-the-scenes preview featurette, all which were available for free on Roku. And Weird Al will be performing at a secret location somewhere in Central Hollywood with the Middle Aged Dad Jam Band. Shh! It's a secret! Oh, right, right. Along with Weird Al, other performers include Ken Marino, David Wayne, Jolo Trulio, and more. I said shh! Tickets start at $15 for the presale and are available right now over at littlesecretla.org. And they jump to $20 on the day of the show. Doors open at 7, the show starts at 8, and the party begins at 10. You want to know the location? Well, it's a secret! But they will reveal it to you upon purchase. Shh! Okay, okay, well this isn't a big secret. But Weird Al will be among the celebrity guests joining the Big Slick Weekend of events in support of the Children's Mercy Children's Hospital in Kansas City, Missouri on June 2nd and June 3rd. No official word yet on if Al will be participating in the celebrity softball game and or the live show and party, but it's probably a likely bet he'll be at both. For tickets and more information, head over to BigSlickKC.org. And this also isn't a big secret, but Saturday 
Friday, May 20th, marks the 20th anniversary of the release of Weird Al's 11th studio album, Poodle Hat. Poodle Hat debuted at number 17 on the U.S. Billboard 200 and stayed on the chart for 15 weeks despite no associated singles. Or music videos. Ahem! The album also charted at number 26 on the Australian album Aria Chart and number 12 on both the U.S. Comedy Albums and U.S. Top Internet Albums charts. And in January 2007, nearly four years after the album's release, the song eBay hit Billboard's Bubbling Under Hot 100 Singles Chart at number 15. In other words, 115 overall on the Billboard Hot 100, solely due to its sales on iTunes. The album would go on to win a Grammy Award for Best Comedy Album at the 46th Annual Grammy Awards, arguably due to UH Jeff's cameo on the album cover art. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, happy anniversary, Poodle Hat! Once again, our speculation was right on point because Weird Al recently officially announced that he appears in the brand new animated series on Netflix called Mulligan, which takes place in a post-alien invasion apocalyptic world where the only surviving celebrities are Questlove and Weird Al. Weird Al's voice can be heard in episodes 5, 9, and 10, but he also routinely appears in crowd shots and other characters' references' existence throughout the series. Weird Al also performs two short songs which are played over the end credits in episodes 5 and 10. And in other television news, Weird Al appears in episode 5 of the brand new Muppets Mayhem series on Disney+. Al appears during Floyd's marshmallow-induced psychedelic hallucination, along with his image showing up on several other times during the episode. The show revolves around the all-Muppet band, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, and the show is really cute and fun, just like Al's appearance. Weird Al posted clips from both of these appearances on his social media, if you want a little preview before you commit to the whole series. And finally, Al made an appearance on Axis TV's The Power Hour, Last Sunday evening. Many of our listeners were very excited and curious to watch the appearance as the show teased on their social media that Weird Al was popping by to debut his latest video. Now the hosts appeared to be legitimate Weird Al fans, asking Al about his music as well as the recently released The Illustrated Al from Z2 Comics. And while this wasn't mentioned during the interview, one of the hosts, Josh Bernstein, is actually the president of Z2 Comics and was very involved with the creation of the book. And much to the disappointment of those with the elaborate conspiracy theories regarding what music video would debut, a brief clip of Weird Al's animated Your Horoscope for Today video, which actually debuted a few months ago, was shown. Now following the interview, Al stuck around for a few more segments to watch clips of music videos with the hosts. Hopefully when Weird Al's ready to actually debut his next video, he will do so on the audio-only Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant, Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound, double-wrapped in a quesadilla, Burrito Burrito, and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say beefy, vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit burritosquared.com and wizardburger.com and order ahead. 
On our last episode, Ludacris Laurie McMillan joined us to share about her experiences dating Weird Al in college, remaining friends with him through the decades, and of course, meeting and introducing Weird Al to other notable celebrities. This episode, we welcome Laurie back to finish the interview, so let's pick it up right where we left off last episode. I gotta keep asking about Bob. So, were you ever at a taping or anything for Mr. Show or any of his live shows with like David Cross or Brian Posehn? You know what? I I didn't go to any of the Mr. Show tapings, but I did go to, and uh, David Cross was, oh my goodness, this is one of those things that's burned into my memory I can never get out. David Cross was in a, um, a Joel Hodgson um, show called TV, The TV Wheel. He did a pilot. I think it was supposed to be for Showtime, hmm. maybe HBO. But he did this pilot, and the whole premise was he had all these different people doing acts on the stage that turned around. And the camera would be kind of positioned in front of one of the, you know, the little stages, you know, the way that this thing was split out. And there was one there was one scene that David Cross was lying on a table nude. <laughs> and I can't get that image burned out of my mind. <laughs> but that's my You were at the taping for that David one. David Cross kind of thing. I was at the taping for that. Uh. Yes. 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 And it's still there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see any of the the tapings of the shows, but I did go to that group would do stand-up acts at a club called Luna Park in West Hollywood. And they had the special show that when the comedians went on, they would have to talk about something that happened to them, something specific, something personal that happened to them that week. And um, kind of make a, you know, some kind of, you know, funny little bit out of it. But I remembered Bob Odenkirk and Andy Dick Kathy Griffin was part of that group. Um, I I want to say Janine Garofalo was you know there too. Yep. But Dana Gould, you know a lot of a lot of those comedians would go up and and uh, talk about things. Oh, I'm so jealous. It sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Not the seeing David Cross nude part. The other stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. Just <laughs> <laughs> so I was working at a media buying company at the time and I got tickets to see the Emmys. This was I'm trying to remember what year that was. It was probably 19 I want to say 91, 92 maybe. So after the show, they have the governor's ball and you sit at different, you know, whatever table you're assigned. So I sat down, my friend Claire was there and that's when she introduced me to Bob. And at our table was Sharona. And I I remember asking her, you know, I said, wait a minute, Sharona as in my Sharona? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, that's funny. I'm Bologna as in my Bologna. So- <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> wow. I just had to, I, I had to bring the two together. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And she just happened to be at your, at your table. <laughs> she was sitting at her table. I know that Talk about a serendipitous yeah. you know, type of meeting. <laughs> so many of those things were like that. Wow. You know, you, you, you can't make the stuff up. You really can't. What was Sharona's reaction to saying that you were Bologna? Oh, she laughed. She laughed. She knew she knew the song. She knew the reference. Oh, did she? Okay. <laughs> I said I, I, I said no, no, he didn't write the song about me. I didn't know him at that time, but yeah. 
<laughs> Did you tell her about Al bringing a giant baloney to their concert? <laughs> I I don't know if I did or not. I don't think I did. I think this was sort of a, a quick little round the table, introduce everyone, and then mm-hmm. we went back to our own conversations within right. wow. our groups, like okay. me talking to, to Bob and Claire, <laughs> you know, as a Bob Odenkirk, right? <laughs> right. Did Bob ever talk about Al? Was he a fan of Al? Anything oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think there was a definitely a mutual respect between the two. Yeah. Everybody who I introduced to Al, they had a real respect for him. Mm-hmm. They really did. You know, they, they liked what he did. And, um, I you know, I, I think that, you know, certain people I just, you know, I, I can remember, you know, you know, it, it, if they walked in the room and they, they saw that Al was there, they'd be kind of mesmerized. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Well, there is a uh, an episode of Mr. Show where Bob is playing a parody of Al called Daffy Mel Yinkle Yankle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you have any, uh, you know, were you consulted on that or anything? <laughs> not that I know of. Not that I know oh, okay. of. No, no. But that would have been, that, that, that would have been, you know, after the two of them had met. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I was going to say it was, it, it's strange. Like, like I said, when I think back, you know, um, about, you know, people in that, that crowd, you know, someone like Bob Odenkirk, you know, I, I always thought of him as a, as a comedian, but now he's, he's such an amazing, um, you know, um, dramatic actor. Yes. Oh, you yeah. know, with Breaking Bad, sure. Better Call Saul, I, and, and, you know, no, I, you know, nobody, it just, it's 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 interesting how he went from you know one type of you know um, genre to another, and he's so good at it. Yeah, Bob Bob was you said a, a fiance of your friend Claire, but they didn't. I mean, I I know Bob's current wife at least is named Naomi. So is was that Naomi? Yes. They broke up. I guess. Yeah, they ended. <laughs> yeah, they broke up. Yeah, they broke up in the nineties, unfortunately, and that was not easy on Claire. That was definitely not easy on her. You're not still in touch with Bob then? No, no. And and in fact, at one point, I'd asked Al if he had any contact for him, and he he, he said he didn't. But I'm wondering if he might now, because hmm. I, I would like to reconnect with Bob at some point, just to say, you know, just you know, just just to say hello and. Well, Dave and I could join you if you wanted to take him out to dinner or something. Okay. <laughs> Make it less awkward or something. We can arrange it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I would like that. I would like that. Yeah, once Dave and I move into your old house that Al stayed at one time. Yes. You know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll be much closer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now speaking about going out to dinner, going out to lunch and everything, the early 90s were the time, if I get my timeline correct with Weird Al, where Weird Al transitioned you know, into becoming a vegetarian. Were you around uh, when Al transitioned his food habits? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and I didn't believe it at first because he introduced me to restaurants like Tommy's and Carney's and you know the whole burgers covered in chili kind of thing and all the crazy yeah all all the crazy you know types of food like that yeah when he became a vegetarian 
I was actually shocked. And one of the one of the times he invited me up, you know, for lunch, he said, I'll make lunch for you and we can, you know, watch, you know, some, you know, you know, TV programs and things like mm-hmm. that. He made me vegetarian hot dogs, which I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I politely said, yeah, these were, these were, these were fine. Yeah. (laughs) All right. They've gotten so much better. Uh, Try them again. They have. They have. Yes. Yes. This was early, early mid nineties and they weren't great, but yeah, I, I was actually shocked at that because, you know, before that he made so much of his, you know, living off of food, but not vegetarian food. I mean, It'd be kind of, I, I, it would be interesting to hear a song about like all the vegan stuff and going off to Trader Joe's and getting, <laughs> going to, what's the place that everybody goes to, Malibu Farms or something like that. And While we're on the subject of vegetarian hot dogs, made me think, I, I need to ask you, have you ever had a Twinkie wiener sandwich? I have not. Um, it's one of those things I, I, I would appreciate if people like those kind of things, but I have not. No. Yeah. <laughs> have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Dave and I both have. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I've tried a Twinkie Wiener sandwich twice, and both times my experience has been documented on the podcast <laughs> as I was eating them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to listen in and see if I can hear the reaction. We actually had fully vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwiches one time. Even the Twinkies were specially made vegan uh, for us. Well, I thought that there was those were vegan anyway because oh, yeah, I, don't I don't know. think there's anything natural in a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any animal products in a Twinkie. I don't know if anyone knows what's in a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So once you and Al reconnected uh, in the 90s and, and started hanging out more, did you end up, you know, showing up in any of his projects or going to any of his video shoots or anything like that? Yes. Yes. Uh, I was in two. Um, I was in headline news and I thought that I swore that I saw myself when I, you know, when I looked at the video back then. But now if I bring it up, I can't find that. So I... I don't know if maybe I just saw, you know, maybe some extra footage of it or oh. not. But I did go to that shoot. Oh. I did go to that shoot. And I own the Velvet Elvis that's in the video. Wow. Um, that's hanging up in the video, though. Yes. Oh, wow. That was another Christmas pre- present that I got. <laughs> that was another Christmas present. I've got, got oh, some yeah? great things from Al. I can tell you that. <laughs> and I can, I can hear you knocking on my door right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dave's name is Dave Elvis Rossi. That's right. <laughs> exactly. 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 And a little known fact, my name is Ethan Velvet Almond. So it's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to get the velvet. Well, see, now, here's the problem. You probably live in two different places. So if I sent the Velvet Elvis to you. You'd have to find a way to, you know, maybe share it. You know, you get it one day, you know. Like divorced parents. Because I don't want you to, like, I don't want you to cut it in half or anything like that. You'd have to find a way to share it. No, no, no. It wouldn't be a problem. You can just send it to me and I'll take care of it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) No, but I have to ask, is the Velvet Elvis hanging up in your den? I mean, that's where I would put it. It should be. It should be. It is not right now. But 
It should be. And I, I think I might have to, uh, yeah, I think I might have to have that. Because that would go great when I'm on my video calls for work. I think that would be a great you know, little thing that people would talk about. Well, if, you, if you're really going to hang a velvet Elvis, the true way to do it, Lori, is you need to have a hole in your wall first and use it to cover that up. Oh, That's the... <laughs> there you go. It's the authentic way. I need way. somebody to come over and punch a hole in the wall. Oh, that's that is hilarious. You were on the set for the headline news video shoot. What do you remember about that experience being on the the set while a video was being shot? Well, I remember um, I was one of the people in the audience, and uh, we were told, and I I went with uh, my friend, another Lori, an, another friend Lori. Uh, she came with me, and we we're supposed to dress like um, parents, like you're going to a, a, you know, like a PTA sort of show. Mm, and okay. um, they basically, because everything is, you know, shot at different times. That you know, you're you're they had us given the reaction. They they would try to describe what we were seeing, and we had to react to, you know, you know, the kid getting, you know, whacked and you know, in the butt. Or, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, things like that. We had to kind of, oh, like, ah, oh, you know, kind of react like yeah. that to it. And, of course, the, the, the famous Mr. Happy scene, you know, that sort of thing. Right. You know, that, well, that was mostly the men reacting like, oh, that's not, that's not good. Were you there while they were filming, like, you know, the Mr. Happy scene with Judy Tenuta or, or any of that stuff or just for the? No. No, that was separate. You know, that's one thing that is interesting about, you know, um, the videos that at least I've seen. He'll do the different scenes at different times. So, mm-hmm. and he's so meticulous. Talk about his notebook. He has his notebook set up with everything, like every scene, what's supposed to happen. And he's he's so professional. As a director, he's so professional, you know, having people, you know, do you know, what they need to do and then kind of move them along and bring in the next group. I mean, the other video I did was Saga Begins, which oh, that wow. one, oh, that cool. one you can see. That one you can see me in. And to to this day, Saga Begins, probably one of my very top songs of his. I mean, I, I like oh, the yeah. Star Wars stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, of course, I, I love Yoda and I love Saga Begins. But, um, yeah, I'm dressed in red and I'm standing... Over um, with Reuben, who is dressed as um, Emperor Palpatine, I would say, between <laughs> yeah. him and a guy who looks like Mace Windu. I'm kind of between the two of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. But, yeah, <laughs> that cool. that was such a fun shoot. That was so much fun. I can imagine. Just all those yeah. characters. That's Yeah. So did you know what part you were playing, or was it just you show up and they're like, here, put this on? That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. You, you you show up and the costume people say, "Oh, okay, here, put this on. Yeah, that looks good." Okay, and and then um, basically, he would go and like place everybody where he wanted them to be. Okay, and you know we kind of had our our, our places to stand, and then. You know, one scene, we'd just be standing there. And then another scene, we'd be kind of dancing. So there were certain things we had to do. But like I said, it was extremely well organized. and mm-hmm. How awesome. That's so cool. And I was going to say, too, even before that video shoot, 
Um, that was one of the times he invited me up to listen to the song before it came out. And this is even before the movie. Well, actually, it was right. I heard it. I heard it right after the movie had come out because I, I you know, of course, I'm standing in line, you know, um, first day it, it opens. But I, I said, how, how in the world did you get all of that? And he said that there are two things he used. He used the soundtrack from Phantom Menace, which he pointed out. He said, if you look at the titles of the, you know, the songs, or not the songs, but the, you know, the, what would you call it in a... The score, yeah, the soundtrack. The score, mm-hmm. One of them is uh, Qui-Gon's Death or something like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, good way to spoil things. You know? And I said, <laughs> they really say that. <laughs> they do say that. But he also um, went to a special pre-screening with Drew Carey. Oh. And that's how he got a lot of his information. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so everything was already, like, literally right as the movie opened. He was ready. He was ready <laughs> with the song. He was, And then the video was shot probably, I think that was first week of June or something like that. So sh- or very shortly after the movie had, had come out. Did you get to hold on to any of the props or the costume you got to wear? No, they were very good about collecting all of them. And this is the one thing I wish I knew where those costumes came from. Apparently, they had come from some science fiction show that was being shot. From what I could almost think, it seems like it could have been Babylon 5, just because of where the studio was that we were shooting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish I knew that. Mm-hmm. But no, they were very good about keeping all the costumes. Right. <laughs> but I do have my picture, which um, I, I'm hoping is the one that's used, you know, uh, for the podcast. But I do have the picture of me in the costume. So great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for the people who are looking for Lori in the video, Lori, you, you described it perfectly. You're wearing red. You don't have any, you know, makeup or funny hair or anything. You actually have like kind of a, like a hooded kind of dress or robe on. And yeah, you can see right behind Al in the uh, cantina scene. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Standing next to Palpatine and um, on the other side of me is Mace Windu. As yeah. I would call him. Yeah. <laughs> and so how... How long was the shoot? How, do you remember how long you were there? I was, it, it was long. I do remember that it was, it was pretty long. I think, I, I remember coming early in the morning at some point, And I want to say that, oh my goodness, it seemed like it went until like maybe 10 or 11. I'm not quite sure, but it seemed like it did go pretty long. Wow. They fed us. Yeah. They did feed us. I, I you know, I, I, I want to say they fed, they fed us, but I do remember it going pretty long, but. You know, time flies when you're doing things like that. <laughs> oh, I can imagine, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a one-day shoot. It was yeah. it was just a uh, one-day shoot. Did you get to bring any friends to be in the video like you did for Headline News? No, but I did get a friend of mine to be in um, Amish Paradise. Oh. So there's a woman. Yeah, yeah. There's a woman in the video who... Um, I think technically she's supposed to be playing his wife. Uh, she looks like Michelle Pfeiffer, like a little like Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, she is my friend. At the time, her name was Jennifer Bidding, and she married my friend Tracy Torme, 
And so she became Tracy Torme, but um, she was doing some, you know, she was, you know, doing some work in pre-production and things like that. So um, Tracy and Jennifer were two people I had introduced to um, Al. So Al asked if Jennifer could, you know, work on, um, you know, a video, you know, with him. So she ended up um, doing that. Wow. How cool. That's very cool. Yeah. But you weren't there for Amish Paradise. No, no. I, I, I was either on a business trip that day or I had some big meeting or I would have been there. I would have been there. Right. So I am curious. You know, I know Al is you know usually starring in the videos and directing them. Do you have any time to actually talk to Al or is he just like completely busy the whole time? He is completely busy the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. I mean, I was happy I got that picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For the saga yeah. begins. And that was that was basically at the end of the day. Yeah. But he is he's very very um, you know very focused. And so when was the first time you actually got to see the Saga Begins music video? I think it it was probably shortly after that. It was shortly after that because you know they they did the post production and and all you know all that after. But yeah, I I I was thrilled. I was absolutely thrilled. And of course, I had to show it to everybody I know. Of course. And then I'd have to pause, like, that's me. Yeah. And then pause again, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great video. That is is a great video. So fun. And that video was released on, you know, like a Star Wars compilation Blu ray. So you're you're canonically a Star Wars character now. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Which is such an honor. Oh yes. my goodness, that is such an honor. You should do the con circuit. I think that's enough. <laughs> there you go. So we all know that Al obviously got married to Suzanne and and they have a, a wonderful relationship and a, a, an awesome daughter and stuff. Were you still in touch with Al by the time he started dating Suzanne? Yes, yes. Actually, um, the same day that he was playing the saga begins, the song, he was playing that for me. We were sitting around, you know, just casually talking, and we were both mentioning how we're kind of at the same place in our life where our careers are good. We have, you know, great health and good friends and family, but neither one of us had found that special person in our life. Mm-hmm. And we just figured, well, maybe this is how it's going to be, you know. We, I I I I remember just saying, yeah, I guess this is how things will be. And shortly after that, must have been when Bill Moomy introduced Al to Suzanne. And at the same time, my geology professor, I was taking ge- geology club courses at the time, introduced me to my um, husband-to-be, Mike. Oh. So um, he started seeing Suzanne... I started seeing Mike. Mike and I, uh, Mike was living in Pittsburgh at the time. And then he moved to Baltimore. So we were doing the uh, long distance, you know, dating thing for over a year. Mm-hmm. And um, at some point, about a year after we met, he proposed to me and, um, you know, I, I, I was engaged. And I remember calling Al up. I said, Al, guess what? He said, what? I said, I'm engaged. He said, so am I. And the way he said it, I thought he was making fun of me because he'll do that. He'll do that kind of thing. Really? So am I. I said, no, ser- seriously, I I met someone and, and we're engaged. He said, I am too. Her name is Suzanne. So I said, 
oh, we all have to meet. So <laughs> I remembered um, Mike took a trip out to Los Angeles and I set up a dinner with Alan Suzanne and Joel Hodgson and his uh, fiance at the time, wife to be, Tiffany, were there too. Oh, cool. And we had this nice little dinner. Um, at the Border Grill in Santa Monica, which is no longer there, sadly. But I remember Suzanne was amazing. Amazing. I mean, she was smart. She was funny. And there was one thing that I was really impressed by because I'm sitting there with Al, you know, um, Joel, Tiffany. We're all kind of talking about, you know, different, you know, projects or creative things and, you know, Hollywood kind of things. And Suzanne, she was sitting next to Mike, and she said, Mike, what do you do? And he said, well, I'm a physicist. And she said, oh, my gosh, I love science. And so she started this conversation with Mike about, you know, his his work and semiconductors and all that. And I thought, that was super classy. That was so nice. I mean, even today, Mike will tell me, you know, Suzanne made me feel so at home, uh-huh. like so welcome. Oh, yeah, so nice. I mean, and... and she is, yeah, and, and every time I've seen her, she's always been so friendly, so, you know, nice, you know, just a, a, amazing. Um, and I was going to say, with the science thing, years later, this was back in 2011, the geology professor I had, his name is Bob, Dr. Bob Anderson at Jet Propulsion Laboratory, um, JPL, um, he is my husband's best friend. So, um, and he was the one who introduced Mike and I. Right. He um, yeah. works on all the Mars rovers. Whoa. And oh, at wow. the time, yeah, yeah, all of them. Yeah, from, you know, the beginning. So he's like Mr. Mars rover. And I'll tell you, if you ever want to do a podcast with Bob, he will be so happy to do one. You know, he, he loves talking about all that stuff. And he's really good. I mean, he's he does a lot of publicity stuff and that sort of thing, too. But they had Curiosity set up in the clean room. Um, and Mike and I had gone to JPL and walked around and taken a look at everything and saw curiosity, you know, at some point, but I mentioned that to Al and Suzanne and, um, you know, remembering that Suzanne likes science, she likes the space program. I said, would you want to do a private tour at some point? So Bob arranged a private tour with Mike and myself and Al, Suzanne and Nina and um, they saw the Mars rover, and oh, wow. um, yeah, there's they had like a, a book that you you could sign, and they took your signatures and imprinted that on a plaque that it has been sent to Mars and is sitting up there on Mars right now with all of our names on it. Oh, uh, cool! Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it, yeah. So it's 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 like you know their names, our names, all on this plaque. You can go see it if you're on Mars. Uh, if you're on Mars, I'll, I'll be right there. I think I have to make a trip to Mars just so I can see it. There you go. Did Al sign his name Weird Al Yankovic, or did he just sign it Al Yankovic? I think I want to. I want to say he signed it Al Yankovic. I am not positive, hmm. but I think he sent he signed it Al Yankovic. Like I said, I'm not positive about that. <laughs> I might have to take a trip to Mars and check okay, it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look that one up. But um, over at JPL, they have all the other spacecraft that they've sent up. The thing about JPL, every time they send a probe or 
you know, a rover or anything else um, up, they always have a, a replica of it. So if they need to do any testing or anything like that, they have, you know, one on Earth that they can, you know, work with. But um, one of the things I thought was kind of fun, you know, to see was they have, you know, uh, Voyager, you know, um, set up. Yeah. And of course, um, Al was the first, uh, you know, all of us did it, but Al was the first to do the little V'ger kind of comment. Yeah. <laughs> but but at the time he was working on the perform this way video mm-hmm. and yeah. he was looking around like oh can I use any of this stuff as a prop for the video <laughs> that would have been fun I, that would have been, been fun if he would have been able to take you know maybe some you know little you know little thing that went to Saturn and put it on his head and right. use that for the video but right <laughs> <laughs> oh that's too bad <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you've been friends with Weird Al for a really long time, but have you ever seen him perform any of his concerts live? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, many of his concerts. I try to see every tour, like, uh, you know, one of the, at least one of the concerts oh, cool. that um, okay, he does, you know, on every tour. Um, I mean, I, I, if, you're, if you were to ask me my favorite, I would probably say when he performed at the Hollywood Bowl with the full oh, LA Philharmonic yeah. Orchestra. Oh my goodness. I mean that 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 just that that was I- incredible. The energy, the energy that, you know, um that show yeah. had was amazing. And then of course he did the strings attached tour after which I saw um right. here in Orange County. Oh cool. So that was that was a great show. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. one of one of the shows that I saw that I, I I think someone may have brought up something or this is like one of those um I think Al may have brought this up. Um, he did a show in Chesanine, Michigan. It was an outdoor venue. And this would have been, I want to say 2008, 2009. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the year was. But okay. during during the show, he actually inhaled a bug. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> like it, it was kind of scary that. because I... <laughs> Yeah, it, it was pretty scary. I, I, I was a little worried there because it took him a moment to, um, I think, cough it up. Oof. I'm not quite sure. But uh, yeah, that, that was a little scary. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but um, I mean, that, that venue was literally, I would say, it, it was Michigan, but it felt like it was on a swamp. You know, it was this, they, they, oh. they called it like some kind of showboat or something like that. And <laughs> You know, Michigan in the summer has so many bugs anyway, but yeah, he inhaled one of those. He was no longer a vegan. (laughs) (laughs) So what brought you to Michigan? My husband. Oh, okay. His job um, brought us to Michigan. Yeah, he works as a semiconductor physicist, and he was working for a company. We actually, when we got married, we moved to Washington, D.C., and then that company that he worked for transferred us to Tampa, Florida. And then when we were in Tampa, Florida, the company he worked for was purchased by Dow Corning in Michigan. And we were sent up to Michigan for seven winters. Wow. Ooh. And basically, I said there would not be an eighth winter. <laughs> I'm a California girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a California girl. You know, two, two, two years of the snow, and it's kind of, you know, oh, it's so pretty. You know, I, I can put my Christmas lights out, and it looks all wintry and nice and pretty. But, yeah, after that, it, it's, um, it's hard. It's rough. Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> 
northeast guys so we know <laughs> we know how that goes i know i know exactly i can't tell you about the cold you know the cold <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't know if we know the cold like you know minnesota or michigan do it's that's really true. rough that's true <laughs> yes now Lori, we went through a, a whole bunch with you you know 40 years worth of material of you of you and um, weird al hanging out together and, and having diff- different experiences together that a lot of people don't get to have. Are there any experiences that just really stick out in your mind? Anything that just sticks out that, you know, you will remember forever? You know, I, I, I would say there, there's so many, so many experiences and they're all, they're all so, you know, wonderful to really think back on. Um, I think, Every experience that I've had where he's made me laugh so hard it hurts will definitely be those experiences I remember. Just, you know, um, he, he is absolutely, you know, one of the funniest people I know. I want to say, I have to say my husband's the funniest person I know, um, you know, because I'm uh, contractually obligated to say that. But Al would definitely, you know, be, you know, uh, one of the funniest people I know. I mean, to be fair to your husband, Al is the most selling comedy recording artist of all time. So, yes, yes, yes. Al doesn't see Al doesn't work in semiconductor physics. Right. So, you know, so my husband's the funniest person in semiconductor physics. How is that? And Al is the greatest comedy uh, person of all time. <laughs> Lori, this has just been so incredible. Thank you so much for all of your generous time telling us about this incredible, you know, relationship you've had with Al for over 40 years. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It has been such a pleasure speaking with both of you. I really enjoyed this. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Lori. It is always so much fun to talk to Lori. And hopefully we will have her back on the podcast again soon for some more bonus fun. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh, beautiful, it's also totally grasping for straws. Darwin, Minnesota is located in Meeker County, Minnesota, as we all know. Meeker? I love him! He's one of my favorite characters on The Muppet Show. No, Dave, I think you're thinking of Beaker. No, I'm not. Why would I be thinking of our friend Dana B's cat? No, not Dana B's cat Beaker. I'm talking about the long-suffering Muppet assistant of Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Ooh, gotta pass. I'm not really into melons, especially like honeydews. I mean, occasionally I might eat some watermelon, but generally, you know, I stay away from this stuff. What are you talking about, Dave? Honeydews are so healthy. A cup of honeydew has 60 calories and over 50% of your vitamin C daily value, plus 11% of your potassium daily value. Yes, Ethan, but watermelons are only 46 calories per one cup serving. Well, have you ever tried cantaloupe? Oh, uh, no, Ethan. I mean, I'm flattered and all, but I can't run away any lope with you. I'm already married. Dave, I think this is the weirdest Discover Darwin tangent we have ever taken. Oh, you just wait until next episode. Visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next tangential expedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. Dave and Ethan's 2000-ish Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Wizard Burger, Jackson Scoggins, Discover Darwin, and our newest sponsor, Patrick Gaffney. 
Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters, Ajax, Jake, Zeb, Zach, Dana B, Blair, Kev, Javier, Ron, Scott, UH Jeff, Nancy, Mike, Matthew, Kenneth, Gus and Alicia, Allison, Adriana, and also special thanks to Mason and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you've enjoyed four plus fantastic years of our family friendly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000 inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your own private RSS feed, which gives you early access to each and every bonus episode, and the self-satisfaction of doing something important with your otherwise pitiful, meaningless existence. And now would be a good time to join if you haven't already, because you'll be the very first to hear each and every one of our remaining brand new, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes the instant that they drop. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise shop over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting our fine podcast. And now would be a wonderful time to pick up your very own Gill and Chill mug so you can enjoy up to 11 ounces of your favorite liquid in style. Don't like liquid? No problem! You can also fill your Gill and Chill mug with up to 11 ounces of other items such as marbles or hot sauce packets or space rocks or long clippings or whatever your little heart desires as long as it's 11 ounces or less. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rum to Goody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you're there, click on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes and follow along with our adventures on tour and click on Black and White and Weird All Over Bonus Episodes and follow along in our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his first book, page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast, it also helps keep your celebrity hair collection from getting tangled. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula, as seen in the Illustrated Al. That number is 347-772-8852. Give it a call. You might even hear your message in a future episode. Thank you once again to our guest, Ludacris Lori McMillan, for joining us on this episode. Thank you to Javier Valdez, Robert Kyle, Devlin Wilder, Josh Pilch, Greg Method, Zach Binder, Tony Goldmark, Beaker the Cat, Chef Boy a Boy, and my secret Santa. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimmel West for an incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. As always, thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. And until next time, remember to gill and chill. Keep listening to Weird Al, and stay Cheesy. Dave, I have some very sad news to share.
Oh, oh no, 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 what is it? Is everything okay? Oh, everything is pretty stinking not okay. Well, tell me, I, I guess I, I must hear it so I can start the process to move on. I, I don't know if you'll be able to move on from what I'm about to tell you, Dave. All we can do is take a deep breath and try, Ethan. That is all we can do. All right, Dave. <sighs> on the Australian 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray, one of the special features is called an introduction by Weird Al. Yeah, so? Dave, they put quotes around Weird Al without the presence of Yankovic following! Oh no, the humanity! As we all know, the official rule, as stated by Weird Al himself in Ask Al, is use quotes when it's the full name, Weird Al Yankovic, but no quotes when it's just plain Weird Al. How can this be happening? You know, first they put out official Weird Al products missing the quotes, and now they have the quotes, but they're using them incorrectly. This is like when they replaced Harvey the Wonder Hamster with that guinea pig all over again. That was David Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 195-inch. Eating expired marshmallows. Voyager from Star Trek Motion Picture. Oh, okay. Not it's not Voyager. Oh, come on! You haven't seen you haven't seen Star Trek the Motion Picture? Because I'm gonna just stop this interview right now <laughs> and let you watch it. I've seen Wrath of Khan. I've I've been told to skip the first one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh no no no! You've got to see the first one. At this point, you're getting comments. How could you not know about feature? Oh, my goodness.